Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches What's up, folks? Uh, taking an ad out on my own podcast just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my Hard to Say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado. If you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area. Look out for that. But if, if you could please let people know the 22nd, 24th, and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, a.k.a. suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out uh, for a while that, that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good feeling physically. Um, you know, I know I harp about it a lot and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com slash shows, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, on today's episode we have Mike Mangiardi, John Richardson, Raul Delgado, three of the members of That's How I Remember It. Um, please, before we, I tell you about it, excuse any construction noises, but we're doing it. These guys, uh, I believe with some other people run a podcast called that's how I remember it, which is also a movie based podcast. That was very fun. I did it and that should be coming out at some point. Uh, but that's how I remember it. These folks have never seen first man, the Ryan Gosling vehicle. Yeah, that's not, well, the vehicle is a spaceship, but that's unrelated. Um, and so I hope you enjoy the episode. So so funny. They're very funny. It was really nice to meet them. They are Canadians. So they're also very polite about not rubbing it in that their country is in a better uh, place right now. So that was also very nice of them. But please enjoy. That's how I remember it. Mike Mangiardi, John Richardson, and Raul Delgado have never seen First Man. And if you're listening to this, please, uh, I, I guess depending on... This Friday, so Friday the 25th, my album is for pre-order uh, through the label Blonde Medicine. It is a stand-up comedy album. You can get all those details if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I'll be posting that. My website, kyleayers.com, Blonde Medicine Records. Uh, you just search it, blondemedicine.com. You can do order the pre-order there. Uh, we're doing like, uh, you can listen to it wherever you're going to listen to it. You can pre-order it on Apple. Uh, the full thing's out in October, but please, please check that out. And if you're into it, please pre-order it. It's a pre-pandemic recording. So that's very fun because there's an audience. Uh, if you don't remember what audiences are, you can Google that. It's A-U-D-I-E-N-C-E. You'll see a photo of them. And it, it's basically like a large gathering of people outside of an event happening uh, or, or in an event happening close together. I don't know why I'm doing this bit about defining the audience. It's muddying the entire pitch for the album. Anyways, please check it out. Pre-orders start this Friday, September 25th. The album is out in October the 16th. It's called Happiness. I'm going to have a bunch of cool stuff with it. The vinyl has a lyrics insert. As a little surprise, every word I say on the whole album will be on there. KyleAyers.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kyle Ayers, and the label is Blonde Medicine. You can get all the information a million different places. 
I trust that you can find it. Please check it out. I would appreciate it. Uh, and the pre-orders would help a ton. Even if you're pre-ordering that on just a digital or vinyl, whatever you want. And it'll be on Spotify and Pandora and all the Apple music and everything like that. So check it out wherever you do that stuff. Thank you. Please enjoy. That's how I remember it. Have never seen First Man. This is the podcast where we compare America to Canada for three hours. Uh, <laughs> um, no, this has never seen it. I am your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. This is also the podcast where most of the time we discuss the technology being used to record the podcast. And thank you for still listening <laughs> to it throughout the pandemic. Today, I am joined by the folks behind That's How I Remember It, Mike Mangiardi, John Richardson, and Raul Delgado. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. I'll speak us. for all three of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm the... <laughs> I'm the the spokesperson, right, guys? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Great. Uh, <laughs> so it's, we, you know, it, you got, before we even get too much into having never seen things, we do. There's like a. It is such an interesting time to be from not America, and I'm so I've never been more jealous of of people who chose to be born somewhere else. <laughs> and um, <laughs> actually, yeah, Mike and I were just talking right before we hit record, right before you joined us, about his plans to continue to social distance when he goes to visit his parents uh, this weekend and how worried we all still are, even though compared to America, literally nobody's getting sick. Well, that is the the good part about Canada is even if it's not the worst it could possibly be anywhere, yeah. if it's still bad, you care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I've never understood is that, and I'm just learning about because of Americans infecting Canadians through the fake idea that you can drive to Alaska. Um, I mean, it's a real idea. It's not, I'm not like saying you can't visit, but you're just allowed to say, actually, I'm just driving to Alaska and you get to hop through Canada. How is that allowed? Uh, I I haven't heard about that. That is not insane right. <laughs> yeah. if you're so so I, I believe Van, vancouver is like the major city that you would sort of go and i'm is that right well, and, um, if, if you're making Columbia. that drive british yeah. Columbia, if you're going from a, yeah. but like the the closest like large large city yeah. and that seems to be the problem is americans just wanting to yeah. visit vancouver and or get out of america and saying that they're driving to canada and then they just get caught uh, doing stuff in Van- I don't know what they're doing in Vancouver shooting uh, television shows on a lower budget to avoid taxes I'm not sure exactly but um, on well, a lot of drugs in the park but uh, <laughs> those are the two things that I know about Vancouver um, we are st- starting to prosecute people though we're starting to prosecute Americans I love that it. are uh, coming across um, and lying at the border we don't even great. prosecute Americans here uh, for anything Literally, I mean, unless you get shot by a police officer, there's nothing that nothing is illegal here except getting shot by a police officer. Yeah, that's that that is illegal. Um, uh, Oh, man, I had something great to say and it was going to blow your mind, but I forgot it. It's okay. If you think of it later, send me a voice memo. We'll put it in in post. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Mike, you can defund your, your brain. So yeah, even before it. we get into, uh, you guys have never seen First Man, which is a movie about um, the last time America did anything uh, good, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, un- unless you count. Nah, I couldn't even think of anything. No, Ryan Gosling well. is ours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. True. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, they counted yeah, America. <laughs> you to don't do. have to. You don't have to be sorry. He is. Gr- we. I just did a show uh, called Fart House Cinema where I added a couple hundred farts to the movie Drive, and uh, we did a showing of it. And he's just, it made me appreciate him as an actor even more because I'm looking for, like, subtle facial tics <laughs> for, like, fart cues. And you're just like, this guy gets so much across. Yeah. He's so, he, he really, you think for, wasn't he a, stoic, a Mickey Mouse kid? <laughs> Am I right. making that up? No, he started as Disney. He was on, like, a... Uh... A TV show about uh, going to high. school on a yeah, yeah going to school on a cruise shit. Yeah. Man, well, I think if he sticks with it, he's got a shot. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was ahead of the game with social distancing way back. Like he did that movie Lars and the Real Girl about how you shouldn't be around real people. <laughs> Although he did do a TV show about going to high school on a cruise ship. So <laughs> true. <Yeah. laughs> Well, I mean, he also did the place beyond the pines, which no one even went to theaters to see. Yeah. So he's been doing a really good job of, of keeping distance from people. Yeah. But he's so good. It, <laughs> he I, is great. Um, so, so first man, we're going to get into that. None of you have seen First Man. I no, want to talk about that. But, it is but we weirdly a movie we haven't seen because 
I'm super into sci-fi. I'm super into the space program. That director too. When I first too. saw the trailer, the director's terrific. I was excited about the idea of it. And then as soon as it came out, I went, I'm bored to tears about the idea of watching First Man, and well, I don't like, know why. We already saw Apollo 13, where this horrible thing, everything went wrong, and they had to solve the... Like, this movie is just like, he goes to the moon, and everything went out great. <laughs> I, I yeah. sort of think of... Because this that's the same way I thought. I, I, I love NASA. I love space travel. I, I, I love Gosling. I even love slow, boring movies where nothing happens. Me too. I love all of these parts, and then it came out, and then it went away, and then it... I watched it on HBO streaming or whatever way later. And I was like, man, it was like, no, sometimes it, yeah, it was, it could have been called no impact and it could have been a deep impact riff. Um, (laughs) But I've never, I was, I watched the whole movie and I'm like, that had all the parts, but I really wish it's rare when the movie is about the least interesting person involved with a historic event that it's good. And he's so, no offense to Neil Armstrong, who was probably not listening because he's dead. Uh, and <laughs> he's not interesting. And that's yeah, why absolutely. he was picked. Exactly. They were picked. He picked him as the face because yeah. they knew he wasn't going to get drunk and get in a bar fight. And he was literally the only astronaut that was not going to get drunk <laughs> I know. and get into a bar fight. It, make give me a Buzz movie, and I've I've talked about this on on never seen it here before, but I've met Buzz Aldrin and 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 sold him an iPad when I used to work at the Apple Store, and he's an interesting guy. Did and he punch you or he? No, but I asked him about punching people, and he was like, "Well, he'll spend a lot of time in the military," and like he, he wasn't no, like showed no remorse. Like, do you know what I mean? He's just yeah. like, and you shouldn't have any remorse. And honestly, I, I, sometimes people need to be punched. I I love Buzz Aldrin. I love Buzz Aldrin. A friend of mine has a family member who who works at the Air and Space Museum and says he will show up and touch stuff, and you can't get mad because it's his. And like, <laughs> what an incredible That's flex! So Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just like, ah, Buzz is over there touching I the lander in, this in 1968. He's <laughs> like, like, I peed in here, and you guys are going to just have kids walk, but you can't get mad at him. There's very few people who seem to have. He has like a universal pass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Who yeah, played Buzz the in the guard. movie? Oh, sorry. Who played Buzz? It was actually him. Oh, he did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did some of uh, that Irishman stuff where they. Uh, so he looked the same age. Under with CGI. Yeah, it was yeah. Al Pacino. Is what I meant by yeah. Irishman stuff. Yeah, I got so it. So he looked the same uh, age, but smoother. <laughs> yeah, he looked 102, but like he clicked the uh, "touch up my appearance" Zoom button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Corey Stoll. Is his name? I'm not. If he's, he's like one of those you no see idea. him and you know him from a lot of stuff. Is he, was he one in, of the two Corys? He's Corey Feldman. Okay. Yeah, he's he's Feldman. <laughs> he was in he's this all these boring white guys who look good in suits. I'm like he was in the season of House of Cards. Uh, right. You know what I mean? He was probably got called a bitch in Veep for three episodes. Yeah, there's um, like a whole generation of male actors that could not tell the difference between one. Is he or usually the other. bald? He's, he is bald, like oh, but okay. with side hair. Was that <laughs> like not shaved? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a like, uh, old like man a bald in his forties, like a side ponytail. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Does he have like leg warmers on his head? Yeah, What's just that? just one, just mm, one. I think I could picture him now. Uh, but you know, it, sometimes a movie just has all the parts where it's a good movie, and you just there's nothing exceptional about it, but you can't really hold anything against it, and that's how I felt about First Man, I guess. You know, yeah. I feel like I kind of picked up on that before even seeing the movie. I just I, because that, every time I go to watch it, I'm just like, I don't know, I don't feel like I, I don't care. I should care. It has all uh, the less, things I care about, but I don't care. Uh, so I guess the thing can be less than the sum of its parts, yeah. and oftentimes like Oscar Beatty movies are. Um, or Kevin, even Kevin Beatty movies. Um, so, uh, oh, I, I watched Tenet last night at a drive-in and it's, it is taking all of my willpower to not talk about how upset it made me. Oh, um, no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so if everyone's oh. listening, save, uh, I, I will record a completely separate outro where I talked about Tenet full of spoilers. <laughs> um, but I don't want to play cause I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's, I, we've been I'm talking not, about it, but, yeah. uh, unfortunately it's only playing in theaters and we are social distancing. Yeah, yeah. We went to a drive-in and watched it as as he intended in a car eating chicken nuggets. And yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, that, but that, I, that movie was actually on our list. When we gave a list of movies we haven't seen, uh, that was one of them we put on the list. Um, but yeah, haven't seen it yet. If, it, I, it, it, and I, I'm, it felt like someone doing my show, watching it. And I've never watched a movie that felt like this more than that, where I was like, this is... Is is he making fun of himself? I I've just I've never seen a movie that took itself more seriously. Yeah, it was well, incredible. That's what it, I, watching the trailer, it was you go through a journey watching the trailer where it, this looks cool. I don't know what it's about. I don't know what it's about. Did they just say time travel? I don't know what it's about. Is that upside down? I don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched it, and it is a long trailer for the movie. Because uh, when the movie's over, you're like, I would love to know what happened. Yeah, um, it's especially so, long for a trailer where at the end of it, you have no idea what you just saw, like what the movie's about, even though that's the kind of the point of a trailer. I think that everyone will still see it because Nolan has a pass forever. Yeah. Um, and I'll still go see everything else he sees because he has a pass forever. As long as it has um, Batman in it, I'm good. You so. know what? You laugh. It has someone who is a Batman in oh, it. Oh, Robert so. <laughs> are, are there any actors that haven't been Batman? Uh, Michael Caine, who is in it for no reason. Okay. Uh, I think it's like, uh, uh, who's the guy who's in all of the Pixar movies who voiced uh, Tim Allen. Uh, the pig in Toy Story? Oh, I know. It's um, uh, Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Yes. Yeah, Ratzenberger. He, it's yeah, like he has um, that rule with Michael Caine where I was like <laughs> expecting to look in the background and see the robot from Interstellar riffing or something. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> this is not about Tenet. Um, or yeah. is it? This um, is a spoiler for the spoiler episode that is going to be released about Tenet. I, 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 I just, <laughs> I've... Oh God, now I really want to see I've it. never felt, I've just never felt like... Uh, you know when someone tells you that they were lectured by a kid in college about a movie? Mm-hmm. I, I just, that's what it felt like. It yeah. felt like the loudest kid in a film class wouldn't sit down. Well, you know what um, they say, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled? Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did say, okay, so we have this game <laughs> on the podcast. This We're going to get it right into it. We got a game called Guess What Movie Trailer Kyle's Dad is Describing, having only watched a movie trailer and never having even heard of the movie. Okay. So how this game works is, let me give you an explanation. Uh, my dad has not been to a movie theater since Space Jam. Not a joke. He hasn't been. He just doesn't care. Wow. That was his choice. For like, go to Space after Jam. that. Yeah, you know that's the end. I don't ever a walk need to go again. They're not going to get walk off. Is a walk off, right? It, yeah. it, 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 I, maybe he'll go back for the next one. We're holding out hope. I think he ended um, it on a high note. So yeah, yeah. I go back. <laughs> he did because it was uh, R. Kelly singing. And so the <laughs> notes are super high. Uh, I remember. That, okay. That doesn't hold up, but that was such a good soundtrack. Uh, so my dad's going to describe a movie trailer. You guys have to guess what movie the trailer is from. And you got, you remember he hasn't been to a movie theater, so he doesn't know actors or that's just the reference point we're I'm working with. So very excited. Uh, all right, if you if you think you know, you can give me like a hands up or something. But wait till it's over to give a guess here. Great, perfect for podcast. Hands up. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! So this guy just hears some voice, and it's his only friend, I guess. <laughs> I think he has a hearing aid, so maybe he is deaf. And just does whatever the voice in his head is telling him to do. I think he met the voice in his head in an elevator later. And he talks some with a real life version of her. A man with a mustache falls in love with a voice in his head. Is it... uh... (laughs) <laughs> is it Blade Runner? It is not Blade Runner. Okay, It'd be okay. incredible if it was another Ryan Gosling thing. It's Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> oh, man. I cannot. That's so funny. I thought this he would be meets way the easier. voice in I... his head that's a woman. So a woman is talking. Is it like, it can't be her. It no, is it her. Be... Oh, wait. What? <laughs> it is her. But he... Okay. Great. Well, <laughs> he did say a man with a mustache. So it yeah, checks out. 
<laughs> All right, I, I brought another one in here if you want to play one of the old ones, if you want to give it another go oh, real quick. Oh, yeah. yeah this is the best it. thing so that's fun. happened to me this year. Okay. Okay. So there's a guy who hires the girl to help him be a security officer for secrets. It's illegal. <laughs> And it's mostly shots of his face really close. The infrastructure is crumbling and really bizarre. The world <laughs> bends over and no one seems oh. very concerned. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then Ince everyone inception, is sleeping in bed. It is inception. It is inception. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna send you guys a. a I never a link thought about quick. it, but he is kind of a security officer for secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna email you guys something. It is a link to all 100 some of those my dad has done. In case you guys want to. Oh uh, my! Thank you. Yeah, that with is anyone so on your own. funny. Thank you. We got some videos. We got some other stuff in there. Um, oh, I love it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So let's let's get into this script. Let's do it. We have three people here who have never seen First Man, uh, which uh, I've got the script here as well. Mm -hmm. And so you guys can cast it however you want. Um, yeah, let's do this. How would you like to play the character of Johnny, Kyle? Okay. And um, now I that's will be Johnny the, Caterpillar Eight, just to be clear. Yeah, I will be. <laughs> um, I'll just be the narrator. Let's start with that, Mike. Uh, why don't you take Neil Armstrong? Okay. And Raul, how about Buzz Aldrin? Thank you. And I will be Michael Collins. We're doing it, guys. He's just going to be happy to be there. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> may I take Allison, John? Of course you may. Thank you. Um, so you, why don't you take Allison and uh, uh, Raymond. Raymond, Raul? Ooh, can someone else be Raymond? Of course. <laughs> Mike, do you want to be Raymond? Sure. And then that means that uh, I guess I'll be Mary. I love it. Great. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Exterior. Ex oh, I, I nailed it right <laughs> on the first word. <laughs> oh, my greatest fear. <laughs> yeah, Raul asked if he could ha be somebody with short lines so he wouldn't mess things up. Um, okay. Exterior, Iowa farmhouse night. Text, 1969. A five-year-old boy stares up at the moon in the Iowa night sky. It looks bigger than a normal moon like two moons, only it's still just moon-shaped, like one moon-shaped. Inspirational anthemic music plays, and we hear that famous echoey recording. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Suck it, moon. You got buzzed. <laughs> Buzz, we agreed I'd go first. Mm, did I agree? Or did you get buzzed? Don't do this now. This is just like that time you hogged the vacuum toilet for two days. Buzz Aldrin takes wicked shits. Gross. <laughs> I can't help it if I think if I think of baller first step on the moon phrases like, did somebody order a pizza with green cheese? Or, what's up? I'm on the moon. You know, I could say a few words. Shut up, Michael Collins. I can't hear you guys. <laughs> and then <laughs> Buzz Aldrin speaks. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you guys you guys froze for a second. Oh, oh shit. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, you know what? Let's take it back. To Let's run it back. Let's run it back to you know <laughs> Michael Collins, you know? Yeah. You know, I could say a few words. Shut up. Shut your face, Michael Collins. 
You stay in there. You stay in there, Michael Collins, you sack of trash. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Last time. We'll rock, paper, scissors for it. One. One two. two. Ah, did you just <laughs> kick me? <laughs> Are you trying to bite me with your space helmet on? <laughs> I'm going to buzz you. I'm going to buzz you. Houston, this isn't working out. Uh, just play the pre-recorded one we shot on the soundstage. <laughs> Small boy staring up at the moon. Cross dissolves into a grown man standing on the moon, staring up at the Earth. Text, 30 years later, 1999. Exterior, Moon City. The old-fashioned geodesic domes of the first lunar colonies have opened up to reveal a bright green sky now that the moon has been terraformed <laughs> to have a breathable atmosphere. Weather satellites keep the temperature at a warm 80 degrees and sunny, except when someone wants to have a romantic gesture. Then it rains just on that one person's head as they <laughs> declare their love for someone standing in a doorway. Everyone has a place to live and enough to eat, and people walk outside without fear of any viruses or pandemics. And Donald Trump died in the 80s, probably in a dumpster fire, because this is a world that makes sense. <laughs> also, it kind of smells like bubblegum all the time. No one's really sure why. Cut to interior space car mechanic shop. Meet Johnny Caterpillar 8, space mechanic and all-around clean-cut boy. He's not afraid to get his space hands dirty with moon grease, and he's only half-cyborg, making him twice as man-human as any <laughs> other space boy in the galaxy. Plus, he's thick-cut. The phone rings. <laughs> ring, ring! Hello, uh, thanks for calling Jiffy Loon. How can I help you? Uh-huh. Uh, we're space mechanics, sir. Of course we can handle a T-12. Yeah. Yeah, we do moon bikes, lunar cycles, tranquility boards, Chrysler, Sebrings. Uh, we do it all. Just bring it down or send a Metascan by Stellarfax and we'll take a look. Okay, hail Zardon. Johnny Caterpillar 8 hangs up the phone and cleans one final smudge from the chrome bumper of the space Fiat he's working on. He throws <laughs> the oily rag over his shoulder. His best friend and co-worker, Raymond Fishtickler, looks on with a furrowed brow. You still working on... Sorry. Who's Raymond Fishtickler? You guys got this? <laughs> Mike is Raymond I think it's me because, it because Raul was really against playing this character. <laughs> <laughs> he says some really racist stuff later. Yeah. <laughs> you still working on that? Sorry. You still working on that thing? Hoping to impress that lady from yesterday? <laughs> no, no. I'm uh, uh, just trying to do my best work like I would for any client. Uh, besides, she's, she's way out of my league. Whoa, I know I tease you, but don't put yourself down, my friend. You may be a low-class lunar mechanic, but you have a heart as big as an astronaut's. Plus, you're thick-cut. Thanks, fish. You're the best friend <laughs> gen genetically grown. You're the best friend genetically grown in a cryo lab using space donkey DNA that a half bionic guy ever had. Hee-haw. You got that right. <laughs> Why don't you deliver that car and see that girl? Jetpack? Yep, just got done shrink ray in the car. Johnny away! Hail Zardon! Johnny picks up the pebble-sized car and blasts off into the sky. He crashes through the roof <laughs> as Raymond Fishtickler looks on and shakes his head ruefully. The floor is covered in shards of glass because the building had a glass moon roof. But they just call it a roof. <laughs> Exterior old astronaut's home. Johnny lands outside a well-manicured suburban dome. As his jetpack powers down, he gently kisses the pebble-shaped car to return it to full size. As he's adjusting his mooncanic suit, he sees two old men arguing in the yard. I paid the solar power bill last month. Sorry, bud, but you got buzzed. I know. Hmm. Look, Neil. I know you're bummed because your niece is having so much trouble dating. <laughs> but she's a special girl. She'll find that special someone. Thanks, Buzz. You're the best roommate an old astronaut could ask for. But what am I supposed to do? Find some handsome young rube to dress up like an a astronaut to trick her into falling in love with? All as an <laughs> elaborate plan to show her that it's not the job that makes the man? And that maybe if she gave love a chance, she'd realize that special someone was in front of her the whole time? Where would I even find a dumb, good-natured rube like that? Hi! I love being me. Hey, aren't you Neil Armstrong? 
why don't you pull my rubber arms to 30 feet long and find out? Wow, Neil Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> yep, made of rubber. Cheated in the Tour de France and walked on the moon. Yeah, you were the first guy to say that thing while standing on a different thing. Neil sees a beautiful, shiny car Johnny fixed, glistening under the earthlight. He's impressed. Like, trick your niece into falling in love with a guy you just met impressed. <laughs> Son, I have someone to introduce you to. Just then, a car pulls into the driveway and Michael Collins emerges. Hey, everyone, I bought us all Grimaldi food for my birthday. Shut the Shut fuck, the up, fuck up, up, Michael. Michael. Shut up. <laughs> Interior, the mergers and acquisitions department. <laughs> What's the matter, Mary? The space copier machine is jammed again, and I can't print my moon reports. Oh, did you try to strong arm it? That's very, very funny. Because my name is Mary Armstrong, so I appreciate your joke and your cleverness as a person, but I'm still upset. I feel like <laughs> nothing is going right with me lately. Want to chat? I wasn't uh, genetically created in a cryo lab for nothing, you know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I got you, girl. I love you. It's so good to have a friend I can lean on when the whole world seems ready to judge your every move. Girl, you're a strong woman, and there's nothing you can't handle. Or I'm not feminist, cartoonist, and cultural icon, Alison Bechtel. And you are Alison Bechtel. Thanks for cheering me up. I think I can get through anything now, as long as no one tries to trick me into falling in love with them for my own good. Cut back to the old astronaut home. I think you're ready. Now let's trick her into falling in love with you. It's for her own good. Scene 62. Let's let's jump ahead here, guys, to the final scene. <laughs> okay, let me okay. scroll. Let me scroll. There we go. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, exterior moon unit Zappa night. Moon unit Zappa is aflame, burning and crumbling with the smoldering ruins of the rest of the moon colony in the distance. Mary and Johnny burst out the front door, covered in moon soot, just as the last space building collapses. <sighs> so much has happened since I met your Uncle Neil this morning. You're lucky I saved you. I know. I didn't deserve it. No, you didn't. Look, Mary, I shouldn't have started that rebellion that led to the entire moon colony going up in flames. No. And I shouldn't have built that machine that accidentally fused Buzz and Neil into one grotesque being begging for me to kill it. And then I shouldn't have killed it. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> and maybe, just maybe if I was a little nicer to Michael Collins, he wouldn't have buried all those deaf children alive. <laughs> don't you see, Johnny? I don't care about any of that stuff. You shouldn't have lied to me. I know. I'm sorry. I just never thought a smart and talented space robot like you could ever love a dumb old moon moon canic like me. I forgive you. And it's crazy that I've been a robot this whole time. <laughs> I'm just glad I found you hiding at this moon base. But I'll admit it. I had a little help from an old friend. She glances over at Chris Hadfield standing naked in the distance, <laughs> looking on proudly with his meaty crank flaps in the breeze. <laughs> he winks and then turns to Stardust. I love you, Mary. And I'll never lie to you again. I love you, Johnny. They kiss. I think I think I'm finally ready to grow up from a first boy into being your first adult boy. They're both hit mid-kiss by a space car. You just got buzzed. <laughs> Everyone laughs because this is a great callback. <laughs> Hail Zardon. We did it. At almost no mistakes. <laughs> Is that how the movie was? <laughs> yeah. Did that, we know it, wasn't, it? it wasn't that far off. Um, I, I think it was Zerdon. I'd have to actually check the, the shooting script because I think it's different than the regular script. But mm. he kind of nailed it. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't I, – they kind of – yeah, I think he kind of nailed it. Well, we've seen a lot of movies, so we sort of know how movies go. Yeah. It's uh, by <laughs> osmosis, you know. Right. Yeah. Courier font and everything. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. <laughs> A lot it's of just, a lot of description that never really shows up on the screen, but people have fun I, with the script. I just can't believe First Man had like Apollo thirteen is perfect, right? Yeah. It's great. There's it, there's nothing wrong with it because it, something actually goes wrong. Yeah, and then 
even within that, something is going wrong of someone not getting on Apollo 13 who wanted to, you know what I mean? That's like the entirety of the conflict of first man is that tiny slice of Apollo 13 where one guy wants to go, but he might get sick. That's like all first man is. And then they're like, what if we followed the most cookie cutter individual around his cookie cutter home? Yeah. Did we, did we learn about his marriage? Maybe a little bit. Mm. I think that I, I, if you ask the, I don't, I'm not sure the world passed the Bechdel test before 1970. So let alone (laughs) a movie taking place in, uh, you know, the mid to late sixties. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Hey, you know what? At least we're all trying now. I don't know if you've uh, noticed, but there's a little scene in that one that we just wrote where I think we might have nailed it and we might, we might have passed it. Yeah, I mean... Uh, we, it was pretty subtle, so you might not have noticed it. Do you know what definitely didn't pass it? Tenant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and everything in it happens twice, and it still couldn't find a way to do it. <sighs> Fucking Tenant. Uh, I loved it, though. Uh, thank you guys very much for having never seen First Man and letting us know that the, uh, your thoughts in the script right there. Thank you. We're excited so to have you, you been here. If you Goodbye. loved, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you loved, guess what movie Kyle's dad is describing? Uh, but you hated the novelty of the game. You're going to love the rest of the podcast. Uh, so one <laughs> game that we play here on the podcast is called Before Get and ready Afters. To play Before and Afters. And how it works is two movies are smushed into one movie. I will read you the new smushed together plot. You tell me the smushed together title. Does that make sense? So it can be mm-hmm. all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Wolf of Wally Street. There could be Fargo, which is two combined, but still just the name of one. Saving Private Silverman. There's lots of ways that this could all... Uh, it it doesn't go together nicely. We've long Got since it. passed that uh, as being a part <laughs> of the, the game or even an attempt to create it. Um, you guys are more than ha- welcome to work together. Or just could it be as bad as like Apollo thirteen candles? Oh, uh, we've or- done Apollo thirteen going on thirty Apollo uh, oh, thirteen good. candles. Uh, a lot of Apollo Apollo okay. thirteen Wolf. Um, there's lots of ways that you can. Okay. Uh, so here we go. I'll read so- you the plot. Batman battles the Joker, which is all captured by a photographer new to the shady world of crime journalism. Yeah, that's um, uh, oh, what the hell's that name of that movie? Uh, night, uh, dark night stalker, night walker, night. <laughs> what is the name of that movie? Robert You're night just color. Com- the dark night crawler, dark night crawler. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot. I have my success harmonica. Hey, oh. um, that one is the easy one. I, I like when you're like riffing Nightcrawler. You're just naming all of the things they use. Everyone calls zombies in The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> White Walker. The Dark White Walker. Um, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Next one. We got four total. A monster preys on teenagers in their dreams. A monster who preys on teenagers in their dreams haunts a former school teacher who leaves small town Mississippi for New Orleans, fueling conflict in her sister's home. Is that the the one? Wait, is that the one with Sandra Bullock? No, Uh, Nightmare on the Blind Side. Yeah, I think Nightmare on Elm Prime sides. (laughs) I mean, when it fits so seamlessly like that, uh, it'll be the name of the game from here on out. Um, Jeez, Stella didn't get her groove back. Heading for New Orleans. Oh, no, no. <laughs> heading for New Orleans or heading out of New Orleans? Leaves small town Mississippi for New Orleans, fueling conflict in her sister's home. This is one of those old prestigious <laughs> movies where I can't just write the plot as uh, people kind of act good around each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? No, it's not that. It sure isn't. <laughs> it could be. Practical magic. It's uh uh And the first right, half of that? We're usually good at stuff, aren't we? Are Raul? you ready? Are you yes. ready? Okay. We're looking for a nightmare on Elm Street car named Desire. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. If you hated that one. We got two more uh, that are very much in that one's vein. Uh, To avoid nuclear war, military leaders, politicians, and a group of women must confront the toxicity perpetrated by the head of a television network. 
Doctor Strange Love oh, Network. Doctor Strange Love and How I Learned to Love the the Atomic Bombshell. Very good, man. Wow. <laughs> Bombshell, the movie we all think about. Uh, <laughs> I love how for a second I was convinced that network was about male toxicity in the entertainment industry. <laughs> yeah. All right, final one, final one. This one was tough to force together, but here we go. In late 60s Hollywood, a stunt double and a TV star join up with a formerly famous Bella Lugosi, Lugosi, the to create an endearing series of low-budget films amongst an industry they don't recognize anymore. Okay. Into the Ed Woods. <laughs> no, but that's close. <laughs> You're halfway there. Uh, uh, it's um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood Woods. Hollywood Woods. <laughs> We're looking for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Wood. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe you didn't get that yeah <laughs> i think we we're in the right world for it yeah um what else do i have written we have one more game that we're gonna uh-huh. wrap up with this oh. game is called build the perfect movie oh we're allowed to use okay great so how this game works is i'm going to give you a category you each have to pick two movies from that category whose Rotten Tomatoes score adds up to as close to 100 as possible without going over. So Price is Right rules apply. You got to pick two movies you're trying to, to, to get as close to 100 as possible without going. So if I said the perfect Robin Williams movie and you picked RV, that's a seven, uh, 24 and Happy Feet, that's a 76. There's a perfect movie. Can't go over. You're all competing against each other. Uh, picking two movies so your category since we talked about the first man is going to be movie that has anything to do with space anything at all it can be loose it can be entirely obviously stay off your computers and don't rotten tomatoes anything Mm -hmm. um but uh so we will go uh michael john raul so michael you'll pick first and then john then raul then we will review our scores you only have to pick one right now and we'll review our scores. And we're sorry, we're trying to get the highest. You're trying to get as close to 100 without, as possible without going over with your two movies combined. I'll tell you the most frequent strategy. We call it Michelle <laughs> Obamaing. It's you go low, then you go high, and so <laughs> oftentimes people will, will pick a tanker and then try and make up the difference. Right. Gotcha. One okay. way to go with it. Not the way. Some people I'd try go and go it. high low. Some people try and go a couple of fitties. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the common strategy, uh, and I'm gonna say um, the Martian. Good pick. All right, the Martian. There's our first one. All right, John, your first movie. I like the Martian. I'm gonna go Interstellar. Also, in, how Interstellar got her groove back. One of my favorite before and afters. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right, Raul. I'm gonna pick 2004's The Punisher. I'm going to trust you that it has anything to do with space. Oh, wait. Oh, right. Space. Oh, my God. The theme of space. Yes. Of were, you just picking some, were you just picking the Punisher just because you like it? What? No. <laughs> I love Starship Troopers. It's one of my favorites. I'll pick Starship Troopers. All right. Here we go. Let's review our scores. The Martian, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So you're looking for a nine or less. Interstellar, 72. So we're mm-hmm. looking for a 28 Starship Troopers, 64. So we're looking for a 36. And Raul, you have the most to make up, so you'll go first. So it looks like we're going in opposite order this time. You have a 64%. You're looking for a movie that has anything to do with space as close to a 36 as possible. I'm going to pick... uh, Oh, what's a movie of that range? (laughs) You really hosed yourself, buddy. I did. 64 is tough because it's not often that people are like, this movie's... Uh, badish. Do you know what I mean? It's like yes, a lot of stuff yeah. hits ten, and a lot of stuff hits sixty. Oh, mm, oh yeah, you're right. right. Give me okay. a slightly below average space movie. <laughs> I will. I mean, it should be below this. It won't be. Uh, I'm gonna pick Red Planet. That's a pretty good pick. All right. Uh, now we have Interstellar, John. We have Interstellar at seventy-two. You're looking for a twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. 
Ooh, I might shoot the moon. I was going to go low and make sure and then hope the mic goes over, but I think I might shoot the moon and say, in the vein of Red Planet, I'll go mission to Mars. Mm. I think it might be under 30. Mission to Mars right. might have been a good one for me, <laughs> for my 9% I need. All right, Martian, you need a 9. I can give yeah. you a 9%, no problem. This is, oh, really? Yeah, this is tough. I, I realized that choosing a movie that I really liked, <laughs> that I thought was really good. Uh, I know, even be- while you were doing it, you said, I'm doing the thing no one does. Yeah. Don't worry, <laughs> I've got this, guys. Don't worry. And then you planted some <laughs> potatoes and poop. And uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did, I was thinking, I was feeling very confident. The Martian um, might be my favorite movie, by the way. Can I tell you what I love about the, you know what, you pick, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Martian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh Oh, geez, I'm sure this is not 9%, but although it is very bad, I'm sure. I bet it's under 20. Uh, the second Fantastic Four movie, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. That's a great pick, but it's not going to be 9, but you're right. Yeah, that's a it's good not going to be 9, but it's pretty I was going to suggest you should have done Adventures of Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash oh, is, a, is yeah. a historically that's a zero that gets used on this perfect. to the point where it's almost banned, if that makes sense. Oh, that's oh, okay. Um, but it is a zero, just so you know. Uh, all right, here we go. The Martian, 91%. Silver Surfer, 37. 37. So we kind of went a little over there. That's a bust. I'm going to get real hosed on Mission to Mars, I got to uh, tell you. Starship Troopers, 64%. Red Planet, 14%. So we got a 78 and we're eligible. A 78 and we're eligible. Wow. Interstellar, 72. Mission to Mars, 34 just over Damn just it. over mm. so it looks like raul takes down the crown i the- told you i was shooting wow. the moon and i said the punisher first i should have lost <laughs> right you said <laughs> you said a tv show from two years ago about the bronx uh, <laughs> yes yeah um right, so I, the martian i think is my favorite movie where there feels like nothing will i like i i know that no one's going to die does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I knew I, I not even that I had read it because I hadn't, but I just knew nothing bad was going to happen. And I, it's the best movie I've ever seen where I knew exi- I knew that nothing, no one's life absolutely. Was at stake it's the very whole comforting. Time. Yeah. Something about it. It's. It, I mean, I, that's essentially the premise: is everything that can go wrong does go wrong. But if we all work together, <laughs> right? I was just watching, thinking they they are not allowed to let anyone die because otherwise they're saying his life is worth more. Do you know what they had to like? Yeah. They, they they weren't just that you just aren't allowed to that, that, because of how the way the movies. But I still liked it. The acting's good and it's fun to watch and it's funny and the yeah. you know and it's just fun like to watch the, people succeed. Yeah, exactly. And and the just the science of it, all that stuff, all the stuff with the potatoes and everything. I was just like, this is cool. This is. This I ended up reading like the book real. and I really loved it. I really yeah. really loved the book. The and book, yeah, you can it's such a fast book to read. It's yeah. a really fast book to read and it's amazing. It made me appreciate the movie. It's like the most uh, accurate movie adaptation I think I've ever seen, where they've cut out a few things, but it's basically scene for scene, the book. Uh, did he, yeah. Did he do the Iron Man thing in the book? Because that was the only thing where I was like, come on. <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> I don't think he said, I'm going to do the Iron Man thing, uh, if that makes sense. But I don't think when the book was written that uh, Robert Downey Jr. had like blown up an obscure comic book character into being that famous. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder if that'd be crazy. But the book was I like a, a movie or a book that does take place in a world where other media exists. Does that make yes. sense? Like Absolutely. if you watch a lot of movies, you're like, so you're telling me uh, I don't want to talk about it. no one in Tenet has ever seen uh, The Rock. Yeah. No, there's like no. Okay. It seems like in in lots of movies, I feel like no you're trying to exist. sneak in tenant spoilers. I'm not I feel to, like you're just <laughs> trying to get them in sideways. I don't even know what. The only reason I said The Rock is because I thought Tenant was if it. Nicholas Cage is a big part of Tenet, isn't he? If he I if, knew if, no, no, it. if Tenet just had a little more fun, it could have been a cool '90s action movie. Is why I'm saying right. that. Okay, like okay. if it if it was a little more, it had 15 one-liners, but it thought they were all dramatic and not. Yes. Not a joke. Where people are like, at one point, this is not a spoiler because you won't know what I'm. At one point, someone says, we have to get the algorithm to the hyper room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. But like in a, this is the dramatic apex. And not a, this is, is, we have to get the green orbs off of Alcatraz. In the the same way that Matthew McConaughey delivers, uh, love is the only thing that can travel through dimensions. Oh, I think that was, was that a... a, a, (laughs) Anne Hathaway, she gives that love 
she does and then he's the denier of it and then at the very end he's like no she was right love is the one thing that can travel through dimensions i was the funeral (laughs) matthew mcconaughey aliens love books uh well that that's it for us thank you for coming on never seen it it was Uh, a delight man thank you so much for having us us. so much fun Please, uh, please let everyone know about your podcast and where to find that and all, all that. So we got, I'm, yes. I'm sure everyone listening, this is something they're going to want to latch on to. I mean, yeah, our podcast. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to let you run with it, John. But I was going to say our podcast is strangely similar to, at least in uh, concept to this one, uh, except that we, we improvise the movies rather than uh, script mm-hmm. them ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. We, our podcast is called That's How I Remember It. So it's essentially the same thing. We, we get on uh, guest comedians and improvisers and uh, we, we pick a movie suggested by an audience uh, member and uh, we just do our riff on that movie. And it's often a- exactly as bad as our riff on First Man was today. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So whether or not you've seen it, you just sort of pull from what you know or pull from what you remember. Exactly. Or mis- misremember And if we don't remember often, anything, then we just put in the plot of Back to it. the Future. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Which could have... Okay. Oh, wait. We have one other game. Shit. I forgot. Good. Back to the Future reminded me. I want to do it real quick because we've only done it one other time ever on the podcast and it's called opposite day and how it works is i tell you the opposite of a movie title it's a super quick game and you tell me um oh this is the wrong one i tell you the opposite of a movie title and you tell me the movie i'm talking about so for instance the loudness of the wolves is the silence of the lambs uh very quick we're gonna go through it love it here's some opposites see if you can guess it all right 2004 is the punisher (laughs) <laughs> it's uh yeah it's it's four thousand twos the helper um <laughs> all right here we go the the daydream after hanukkah uh the nightmare before night- christmas yeah perfect Ooh, very good uh the <laughs> the limp the walk the, wa- <laughs> the we're looking for the firm Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. i don't know of a movie called the walk that was the um, one that was um about walking across the tightrope between the two, the two oh, towers. Oh, Man on Wire? Oh, what are we, what are no, no, Man on Wire is the documentary. Oh, The Walk? Oh, The Walk was the Joseph walk. Gordon-Levitt is the guy from That's that. That's right, yeah. Yes. The Walk was um, the, they, for no reason, remade the documentary as a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Right. The best, one of the best documentaries into one of the most forgettable, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, two more, two more. Venus Retreats. Mars Attacks. Perfect. Wow. And last one, Bad Won't Gathering. Good, Good will, will hunting. hunting. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that's the only one I really wanted to get to. I just wanted to amp us into it. All right, thank you guys for being here. Uh, thank you so much, uh, everyone. We talked about the podcast already. Yeah, but uh, yeah. check out the podcast. That's how I remember it. Uh, you can find it anywhere. Or uh, we also have a bunch of uh, friend podcasts on the Sonar Network. Um, yeah, so check local out Toronto, any of them. local Toronto kind of comedy podcast network that we're part of. Uh, and also, you can check out Kyle uh, as a guest on our show coming up real soon. Or it already happened. Who knows how this is going to get released. <laughs> right. Some circa something. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you want to come hang out with us and other fans on Discord, you can. We're at fart.kyleairs.com. That'll get you on there. And we're going to be doing more Fart House Cinemas. I think our next one is going to be I'm adding farts to Star Wars Episode 1. And um, you can come hang there. We're on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff too. Never seen a show. Thank you so much for listening. Star Bands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.